Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The amazing potential of the prophecies represented in Isaiah chapter 17 will be the focus of today's prophecy update. What's happening in Damascus and Syria is absolutely stunning, especially in light of the horrific use of chemical weapons in Syria. May God give us eyes to see the signs that are happening all around us. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 8th, 2018. We're beginning to see now that Isaiah 17 concerning Damascus, Syria is about to be fulfilled. And you have to understand that it will happen very quickly. It almost has to. So you have this subsequent prophecy, Isaiah 17 being fulfilled first, and then it would seem logical that immediately there would be this invasion from Syria into Israel. And that's Ezekiel 38. And then you bring into play prophecies like Zechariah 12 concerning Jerusalem. And I'll add to it Daniel 9.27, which is actually going to be another topic for another time. I'll just give you kind of a snapshot of what Daniel 9.27 is about. It's a prophecy about the Antichrist by force enforcing a peace agreement for seven years. And many believe, present company included, that this will commence the seven-year tribulation. And of course, the rapture of the church must happen, must happen, it has to happen, before, we're dogmatic about that, it has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. Now, Daniel 9.27 also goes on to describe how that at the midpoint, at the three-and-a-half-year mark, the Antichrist in the newly rebuilt temple, which I believe is part of the deal, uh, he will set himself up as God and demand to be worshipped. And it will be at that juncture that the Jewish people will realize that this is not their Messiah as they had thought. This is the Antichrist. This is the Anti-Messiah. And then they will flee Jerusalem. I believe they will go to Petra in modern-day Jordan, where for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, God will protect them. And then at the end of the seven-year tribulation, they will call upon him. And as Paul writing to the Romans says, the whole house of Israel will be saved. And 
by the way, that is the purpose of the tribulation. It's for the salvation of the Jewish nation. It's the time of Jacob's trouble, not the church's. And it's Daniel's 70th week, not half a week, not Daniel's three and a half days, no. It's the time of Jacob's, a.k.a. Israel's trouble. And that's the whole purpose of the tribulation, is to bring to salvation the entire Jewish nation. And it's been said that at the rapture, Jesus comes for us, and at the second coming, Jesus comes with us, ten thousands by His side. Well, that was... um, kind of prophecy 101 right there, just in a, in a nutshell, I guess you might say. But that's where everything is headed. And uh, maybe again, it's a, another topic for another time. But I want to talk about uh, President Trump, who is the quintessential art of the deal maker, and in concert with being the quintessential deal maker in his quest for the ultimate deal, quote unquote, he's also the ultimate builder. Uh, I have a, an article that uh, I don't, I'm not going to uh, take the time today, but uh, the, the rabbis in Israel believe that Donald Trump is going to be the one who builds the third temple. Oh, pastor, you're, uh, you're really, uh, are you saying that Donald Trump is the Antichrist? No. He doesn't have to be. And here's how I get there. In Daniel 9.27 again, I had no intention of going this far into it, but maybe I needed to, so just indulge me a little bit longer. So Daniel 9.27 says that the deal is already there. It just has to be enforced. It's the Antichrist who enforces this deal, which is presumably already in place, but has never been enforced. So he, by force, with many, enforces this existing seven-year peace agreement. And that's when the seven-year tribulation begins. So, we'll see. Uh, by the way, one, one more thing. <laughs> I didn't already say one more thing, right? So if I did, this is one more, one more thing. Okay. And again, think through this with me, but don't you think that by Trump uh, giving Netanyahu a much-needed political boost by expediting the declaration and even the moving of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem for the 70-year anniversary of the birth, rebirth of the Jewish nation on May 14, 1948, May 14, 2018. Don't think for a second that Trump isn't going to use that as leverage. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Uh, I truly believe that he's got Netanyahu eating out of the palm of his hand. Because see, now Netanyahu is beholding to Trump. Because Trump basically saved him from political disaster. And so he's got 
now Netanyahu eating out of the palm of his hand. Now let's go to the other side of the table with the so-called Palestinians. You've got Mahmoud Abbas, who is rumored to be in very poor health. Some suggest that his days are numbered. Now, if he's out of the, out of the picture, that is again another game changer because then who comes in on the heels of uh, Mahmoud Abbas on the Palestinian side of the table? Well, uh, I hope you know that Trump cut off the money supply to the so-called Palestinians and hit them right where it hurts. So he's bringing them to the table in a different way. Because again, keep in mind, his quest is for the ultimate deal. He said as much. Those are his words, by the way, the ultimate deal. The ultimate deal from the art of the deal is to bring, as nobody's been able to heretofore, the Jews and the Palestinians together and have a peace agreement. That's the ultimate deal for him. So he'll stop at nothing and do everything in order to accomplish it. So how does he do it? Oh, he woos Netanyahu on this side of the table in that way, and he brings, I guess for lack of a better word, even forces the Palestinians by cutting off the money uh, to the table, if they want the money. (laughs) So now he's got them talking. And again, I think even eating out of the palm of his hand, so to speak. So then what happens, possibly, and this is all speculation, please, again, I'm very uh, careful to say that I'm not dogmatic in any way about this, but uh, it does seem that at some point, a deal will be reached per specifically the prophecy in Zechariah 12. Because they're going to try to divide Jerusalem, and God says, if you try to cut up Jerusalem, the city, by the way, that God literally has put His name of ownership on, and if you try to cut it into pieces, I will cut you into pieces. You try to divide Jerusalem, and I will divide you. I've said it before, maybe it's worth saying again. I wonder if this isn't the reason why the United States of America is more divided than it has ever been in the history of this country. Is not the United States of America, and has not America been the prominent player in trying to divide Jerusalem? I'm not just talking about this president or even the last president. I'm talking about all previous presidents. America has been at the forefront in trying to get Israel to give away land and to divide Jerusalem, all under the banner of the so-called Palestinian State, And I know that you know uh, how I see this two-state solution. It's Hitler's final solution repackaged. Because they don't want a, a, a state with Israel. They don't want to live side by side with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. And that's exactly what the final solution was. It was the annihilation and the destruction of the Jewish people. 
Well, let's move forward here. Newsweek had echoed this article on Tuesday about how Russia, Turkey, and Iran are planning serious future without the U.S., noting that the U.S. and other Western countries were conspicuously absent from the meeting. I'm actually quoting the article. The article goes on to say how that consensus between the three regional superpowers, speaking of Iran, Russia, and Turkey, also works to highlight how, get this, irrelevant, irrelevant, (laughs) let me add, inconsequential U.S. policy toward the region has become. What's really interesting is that on the heels of said meeting, Trump made the stunning announcement that he wants to withdraw the U.S. from Syria. Did you hear about this just this last week? According to this Times of Israel report, a phone call Wednesday between Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and U.S. President Donald Trump grew tense over Israeli objections to U.S. plans to leave Syria, U.S. administration officials said Wednesday, adding that Trump wants to pull out all troops within, interesting, six months. Wait a minute. I thought that Trump didn't like to let anyone know what he was thinking, and certainly not to uh, establish a timeline. You'll forgive me for saying this, but that sounds kind of Obama-esque. Right? Am I right? That's uh, very peculiar to me that he would suddenly, and I use that word for a reason, that he would suddenly and stunningly say that he wants to withdraw all U.S. troops out of Syria and that he wants to do it within six months? The Times goes on to say that this was to the dismay of the country's main, speaking of Israel, security agencies and allies. What's even more interesting is that according to the Times, and I quote, please listen, this is unbelievable. Trump has asked Saudi Arabia, which is keenly interested in keeping Iran out of Syria, to contribute four billion with a B dollars toward reconstruction and stabilization efforts that the U.S. no longer plans to undertake in Syria. He came away, speaking of Trump, from a phone call Monday with King Salman, confident that the king will agree to give the money. Two U.S. officials briefed on the conversation told the Associated Press. Doubtless you've heard the expression, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Well, this is certainly the case with Saudi Arabia, who, by the way, is terrified, and I mean terrified, of Iran, and rightfully so. 
See, in Saudi Arabia, they are Sunni Muslims. In Iran, they are Shiite Muslims. And in Saudi Arabia, it is home to the two holy sites. Notice I didn't say the two most holy sites. No, no, no. The two only, according to Islam, the two only holy sites, Mecca and Medina. Well, you say, well, wait a minute, what about the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem? That is not a holy site for Islam. Oh, but they say it is. I know they say it is. I know the whole story behind what they suggest or insinuate happened at that location, but it's false. Like the religion of Islam is false. Like Allah is a false god. And like Muhammad is a false prophet. And Islam a false religion. It is false. Do you know that in the Quran you will not find even one time, one time, the mention of Jerusalem. You will not find it. Oh, they try, say, well, you know, it's the original Arabic is a, you know, very complex language. <laughs> and so they say, well, it's a, it's a reference to the, the faraway place. Wow, really? Really? Jerusalem <laughs> is the city of all of the cities in the world that God chose to put His name of ownership on. And Saudi Arabia now is terrified of Iran, and so the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so now they're running to Israel, who is also afraid of Iran. And so they're coming together, and they're becoming friendly together, and they are allies together. Now listen to this. On Tuesday, Fox News published a report about how Saudi Arabia's crown prince slammed Obama's Iran nuclear deal and backed Israel's right to exist. <laughs> Hello? Did, listen, it, did you just hear that? Let me, let me just say it again. Maybe I didn't read it very well. I don't know. Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, slammed Obama's Iran nuclear deal <laughs> and backed Israel's right to exist. Are you kidding me? Are you, you know, you'll forgive the silliness with which I illustrate this, but it's almost like these guys get up in the morning and they go, okay, Ezekiel 38 verse 13. Oh yeah, we need to, we need to uh, get with the program here. It's right here. So that's what we're supposed to. Okay. So <laughs> again, you'll forgive the, the silly. It gets better by the way. Let me uh, continue quoting. Uh, bin Salman was also quoted as saying, get this quote, uh, Hitler <laughs> didn't do what the supreme leader of Iran is trying to do. Hitler tried to conquer Europe. This is bad, but the supreme leader, speaking of the Ayatollah Khamenei, is trying to conquer the world. He is the Hitler of the Middle East. 
<laughs> I, I'm going to get my asthma here in a moment, but I, it gets better even. <laughs> Quoting, he believes he owns the world. They are both evil guys. In the 1920s and 1930s, no one saw Hitler as a danger. Still quoting, listen, only a few people until it happened. Those three words, until it happened, but it was too late. Oh, would to God that people would see what is happening and that it would not be until it happened before they see it. Because if it's not until it happened, then it's going to be too late. Al-Arabiya published a report about the father of the prince, Saudi Arabia's King Salman, having a telephone conversation on Monday evening with U.S. President Donald Trump, in which he discussed regional updates. The king expressed his thanks and appreciation to Trump for the way in which the Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, his son, the heir apparent, was received during his U.S. tour and the, quote, fruitful meetings and the signing of important agreements that benefit the two friendly countries. Al-Arabiya goes on to report that King Salman stressed on the international effort needed to move forward the Middle East peace process, as well as stressing on the kingdom's steadfast positions on the Palestinian cause and the legitimate rights of the Palestinian people, and the establishment of an independent state with Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem as its capital. Zechariah 12. Do you see the intersect? Do you see the interconnect? Isaiah 17, Syria, Ezekiel 38, Russia, Iran, Zechariah 12, Israel. Jerusalem. The king also stressed the need to find a solution to the Syrian crisis that fulfills the aspirations of the Syrian people. By the way, everything that we've seen up to this point happened just this last week. We're talking six days, six days since Resurrection Sunday, six days. Look at how much has happened. And then all of this happened prior to the breaking news last night, early this morning in Hawaii, about this chemical weapon attack near Damascus on a hospital, no less. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, you wince. That's if you're able to even view the images. They are so horrific. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. 
Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.